Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Well, it looks like Army Colonel Carl Nell is getting ready to spill all the beans about what he knows uh, about the extraterrestrial presence and cover-up of crash retrieval and reverse engineering programs in the, in the United States. Uh, yeah, uh, we, in the previous podcast, of course, I had a special guest on, uh, Jason, Jason Schertz, who... Uh, has a new YouTube channel called Beyond Strangeness. And of course, as anyone who's listened to that podcast knows, uh, Jason uh, basically shined a spotlight on uh, some of the comments made by Army Colonel uh, Carl Nell uh, earlier this year in June, actually, in the article in the debrief that uh, was our introduction to whistleblower David Grush. As, uh, as we all know in that article, uh, Nell was uh, stated that Grush is beyond reproach uh, and also made, made some other comments here. I'm going to read right from this article. He says, His assertion, Grush's con- assertion, concerning the existence of a terrestrial arms race occurring sub rosa over the past 80 years, focused on reverse engineering technologies of unknown origin, is fundamentally correct, as is the indisputable realization that at least some of these technologies of unknown origin derive from non-human intelligence. Uh, that's what he said in that article back in June about David Grush. So he basically corroborated everything that uh, David Grush was saying. Uh, but really, uh, we, the mainstream news has not really picked up on this. Uh, Jason Schertz picked up on it, and he made a nice little video about it, which I talked about extensively in the previous podcast. Uh, and now I learned uh, today uh, that this weekend there's a Saul Foundation, which is uh, a group that uh, in, involves people like uh, Gary Nolan, and they're going to have a conference on this, this uh, an inaugural Saul Foundation event uh, on Saturday, on Friday and Saturday. And uh, uh, Carl Nell is going to be one of the speakers. And according to the agenda, he will be discussing the uh, Chuck Schumer Amendment uh, that will be part of the National Defense Authorization Act that will basically, that, that amendment would give uh, people time, like in, in uh, defense manufacturers' time, to uh, basically come clean about what they have uh, in, in their inventory, uh, what kind of objects have they recovered and are keeping secret from the, from the United States. Uh, that, that's they're going to talk about that. And also controlled disclosure, which I believe is what's happening right now. I believe that we're, we're experiencing some sort of closed, or excuse me, controlled disclosure. That's what I think. But anyway, the Saul Foundation, for those who don't know, here's uh, uh, from the About page. It says here, The time has come for serious, well-funded, and cutting-edge academic research into the nature of unidentified aerial phenomena and their broad cosmological and political implications. Such a claim would have been beyond the pale of respectability just five years ago, but the United States government's recent and continued acknowledgments of UAP have changed them from a subject unworthy of academic consideration into a a scientific and intellectual problem of unfathomably broad stakes. Now that UAP are considered real enough by Congress to be addressed with federal legislation, we are forced to consider the broad consequences of this for the future of science, technology, economy, politics, law, religion, culture, and all other human institutions and endeavors. The Saul Foundation is accordingly establishing itself as a premier center for UAP research under the direction of academic and government experts already professionally engaged in the study of UAP. The foundation is assembling teams of noted specialists in the natural sciences the social sciences, the humanities, and engineering, information science, and other technology-focused disciplines. Collectively, these teams will undertake 
rigorous, methodical, and cutting-edge inquiry into UAP and their implications as well as help set the agenda for UAP studies. And here's uh, Saul's work and mission. As revelation of the reality of UAP would be world-changing in every sense of the term, the Foundation's work is not confined to purely academic research, but extends to advisory and policy work as well as public education. In sum, the Saul Foundation's mission is threefold. One, to help fund and set a clear direction for the initial 25 years of public research related to UAP, non-human intelligences, and the implications of their existence for human understandings of nature, society, technology, and politics. In this, the Foundation intends to be the leading source of the best scientific, intellectual, and policy research on the issue. Two, to provide reliable, cutting-edge advisory research to to the United States and other national governments, as well as corporate clients. Saul will establish itself as and remain the foremost think tank on UAP, the source of the most informed and insightful policy recommendations available. Three, to offer insight and guidance to the public on the cosmological and political implications of UAP as humanity grows to understand that it is not the sole intelligence in the universe, Saul will share its perspectives on how humans might creatively respond to this new reality. Uh, and also it says here, uh, social responsibility, democracy, and humanity. As government engagements with UAP are freighted by a history of secrecy and overclassification, Saul is committed to developing a socially responsible approach to the issue, one appropriate for democratic societies. In this regard, we have three aims. One, the establishment and maintenance of, by the United States and other national governments of informed democratic oversight of their UAP engagements, including by creating public transparency. Two, the promotion of UAP-related research that is commercially and ecologically responsible. And three, the fostering of a greater sense of common humanity across cultures, faiths, nations, and politics. Uh, 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 what's this say? Politics, including by supporting the development of, of UAP-focused initiatives at international institutions. Uh, and then it talks about the uh, what's going to happen here uh, this weekend. There's going to be a bunch of different people. Organizers, uh, organizers include Dr. Gary Nolan uh, of, of Stanford University, uh, Dr. Peter Scarfish of McGill University. Um, and there's some confirmed speakers they have on the website, but Carl Nell's not, uh, name is not here, but there are some other uh, big names like Dr. Eric Davis, Dr. Avi Loeb, Leslie Keen, Christopher Mellon, among others, Jacques Vallée. Um, so there's going to be a lot of big names out there. But also, uh, I, I received a message on Twitter from someone, from uh, Saywan P, who's always giving me uh, updates on different uh uap related topics and he uh, gave me an agenda for this uh, sent me an agenda for this and carl nell will be one of the speakers on this uh, at this uh, Saul foundation inaugural meeting um, and he's going to talk about controlled disclosure um, and i'm sure among other things he's going to talk about it as we all know uh because uh, I, and after you know talking last week with jason shirts about this uh, as you know, this is something that the mainstream media has not really latched onto when they really should have. I mean, this is big news. The fact that you have some guy with the pedigree of a Colonel uh, Carl Nell 
making statements and corroborating and basically stand, uh, saying that uh, David Grush is beyond reproach, that means, well, uh, that all of this stuff is true, just like all of us know it is, but uh, a lot of these people in the mainstream aren't taking it seriously enough. But I, I'm really I'm looking forward to see what uh, might come out of this uh, event on the weekend here to see what he might say here. It should be very interesting, uh, to say the least. Um, and in, in a related note, I wanted to talk about Arrow a little bit. Uh, it seems like there are some people now saying that basically a lot of a lot what a lot of us has, have ex, uh, suspected is basically that Arrow was was basically a setup. I mean, it was just something to put the public to sleep. Like I suspected, it, it seemed like it really wasn't getting us anywhere, and a lot of denials. Uh, uh, seem to be coming out of there. They don't seem like the, like they're. They seem like they've been lying. We've been getting lied to by Arrow. That's what it seemed like. But anyway, there's a, a Twitter user named Rogue UAPTF who seems to have a lot of different insight and, and connections. Uh, and he had this very interesting uh, post that he put on here uh, on November 12th. And I'm going to read it. It says Arrow is a flypaper operation designed to shield a couple of very specific CIA, Department of Energy, Air Force, and non government operations, uh, operational recovery, reverse engineering, and advanced technology programs from would be whistleblowers. They even have a website where would be whistleblowers can blow away but only about unclassified things like their favorite color and what they had for breakfast. The limited interviews Arrow has conducted were conducted without recordings or transcriptions on purpose. Instead, the Arrow staff took intentionally poor notes, stripped out any information that would compromise these programs, then dumbed down each interview down to tepid MFRs. These MFRs will be the source of Arrow's historical review. I am intimately aware of specific information provided in person Person to Sean Kirkpatrick, which unequivocally closes the door on the notion that Arrow has found no evidence. Though, to be fair, Arrow is by design really bad at, quote, finding, end quote, things. Sean Kirkpatrick was brought in to fail, and he, and, and he had handlers to ensure he did so. These handlers include senior CIA officers and program managers from private corporations. They have been named to the appropriate congressional committees, and they will be held to account. As Arrow prepares to release volume one of their historical review just in time for the holidays, know that it is a wolf in sheep's clothing. The real holidays are coming. Now, we don't, I don't know who Rogue UAPTF is. Uh, some people say they think they know, but I can't say. All I know is that there's some good posts coming from this uh, account, and uh, I thought that was worthy of reading because, yeah, I don't think, I think that's what we were getting here. And of course, as we all know, Sean Kirkpatrick is stepping down here next month. He's, he's gone as the director. Do we get anything out of Arrow? We have uh, people saying that uh, he didn't do a good job. And that he was uh, basically obfuscating the truth, and that's what it seems like. Yeah. Now Matthew Pines, he's a, a, an author and uh, somebody with a pretty big uh, 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 presence on Twitter. He had a he commented uh, on Rogue UPTF's um, uh, posting, and here's what Matthew Pines wrote. Uh, he says here, a current, very highly cleared Department of Defense official recently confided to me that Arrow is, quote, entirely a disinformation activity, end quote, designed to, quote, cover and distract, end quote, with, quote, no qualms about misleading Congress, end quote. This person also indicated they were recently given a skiff briefing on the Grush stuff. 
So uh, there's other there's people who have connections to to people who are whistleblowers and other people in the Pentagon, and they're being told things that Arrow was just a big joke from the get go. It's 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 basically like all of us suspected from the from the beginning. And so really, we're not going to get anywhere with this Arrow the way it's set up, unless Congress makes some changes here. Uh, they need to, to to rethink this or something. I mean, the fact that well, we know that there were certain people contacting Sean Kirkpatrick, but yet he comes out and blatantly says to, publicly that, oh yeah, we have. There's absolutely no evidence whatsoever of of uh, re, uh, reverse engineering or crash retrieval programs, even though we know that there's been certain people that have been coming to Arrow and telling them things. They're, they're, they've been set up to fail, just like a lot of us have suspected, according to people who have connections to insiders. Uh, of course, I don't have. Uh, a lot of connections, so I rely on some of these other people online here to, to, to come to conclusions. But the conclusions, sometimes you can just look at things and you can see how they're going, and, and you don't even have to be a, have any uh, uh, people that you know in insiders. You don't even have to have them. You can see it with your own two eyes. Anybody with half a brain could figure out that this all, this whole thing was a joke. Uh, but I guess we'll see what happens. I, I, we, I guess we'll, we still don't have the. Uh, the next director, we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, but I think the big news, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, is the fact that uh, we're going to hear some more from Carl Nell. I mean, uh, and uh, as as I was talking with, uh, uh, with with Jason Schertz last week, the the it it's some people believe that he could have been one of these people that was set to to testify to Congress earlier this year, along with Grush uh, uh, and and the the two uh, former Navy pilots, Ryan Graves and David Fravor. And and there was apparently three people that uh, that backed out at the last second. Was Carl Nell one of those people? Because let's see, let's just say this: if he was, have had he testified, we might not. We this might be a different uh, environment we're in right now. I mean, the fact that some a person of his background making statements in Congress, and, and if he had sat down and done that, we this things might be over already. I mean, the, it might have uh, raised the eyebrows of the mainstream media. Finally, it might have finally gotten people's attention. However, I do believe that the mainstream media is part of the problem here. Uh, they are part of the establishment, and that is why. Uh, they probably didn't want to. The New York Times or the Washington Post probably one of the prob- pro- one of the biggest reasons they probably stayed away from that article from Leslie Kane and Ralph Blumenthal, and the reason it went to the debr- to, to the debrief rather than uh, some of these bigger publications like the Washington Post or New York Times is because those newspapers are part of the establishment, and they knew that this that that was a game changer. That article more so than just uh, what was. The, the assertions made by Grush, but you had the people backing him up, someone like Colonel uh, Carl Nell. So that, that's where I'm at with that. Anyway, I want to move on. Uh, I was talking to somebody today. Now, this is off the record. I can't use their, I don't want to use their name publicly. Uh, but this was a person who had seen uh, in a community here in, in Pennsylvania, I won't say where, had seen three uh, basically uh, flying saucers uh, in broad day, in, in daylight uh, with other witnesses in, in, a, in a small town here in Pennsylvania. And uh, I thought this was an interesting story because uh, all these people, uh, except for the person that I was talking to, they just forgot about it after it was over. They all saw this. They all recognized this. There was these three objects that appeared in the sky that were obviously uh, something that of beyond this earth, right? Beyond uh, human technology, they had to be, according to this person. And everybody was flabbergasted as those objects hovered in the sky, three of them at once, 
But then when it was over, they all dismissed it and nobody talked about it. And, and, and now some of them don't even remember this. And I've heard this before. I've heard this listening to some of Preston Dennett's uh, YouTube videos where he talks about all these different cases that he's investigated or, or read about. And, uh, and sometimes there's, there are events where there's a, a mass sighting. And then sometimes other people there, uh, some, one, one or two will remember it, but the rest of the people will forget it. They don't remember it at all. And this just this is another interesting aspect to this whole phenomenon, I think, because it, sh- it goes to show that the, these beings apparently have the ability to send out some sort of suggestions to people's subconscious or co- or unconscious to forget about what they're seeing or what 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 they're experiencing. It's it's very strange. I mean, it could be that. I I think that sometimes it is that for sure. And I do, and I also do think that. Uh, as I was talking recently, I do think that there's a possibility that some people just don't want to accept this because it's just too much. Life is too complicated the way it is. And and to all of a sudden to have to sit back and accept this other reality that, my God, we're not alone in this universe. There's other beings here and they're up to what God knows what. We have no idea. It's too much for some people to handle. And I think that could be part of the reason why some people just don't want to face it. Or one of the biggest reasons why the human race has failed to face it up to this point. I mean, uh, the government has been doing a great job of keeping this wrapped up. Okay, governments across the world have been keeping a good job of covering this up, this reality. Uh, and that whatever reasons they have, so be it. However, at the same time, if there was enough people who, who saw the evidence and, and, and talked about it enough, that people would, should, be, uh, should be able to uh, embarrass their government leaders into finally sharing the truth if enough people stood up and screamed about it. You know? But I think a lot of us don't want to go there. We just don't want to believe it. They don't, we don't want to accept it. Uh, so we just—it's just too much right now to deal with. Even people in the scientific community—it's gonna—it's gonna upset the apple cart for them. It's gonna—it's like starting from square one again. It's just too much. It's like, man, don't we have enough to worry about here on this? Trying to figure out what's going on with with the human race, with this planet, with all these other things, and now we got to worry about beings from another place here and what are they doing what are they up to i don't want to think about it right now so guess what you know what i'm not gonna think about it right now i don't even want to hear about it and that maybe that's uh the collective unconscious uh for decades now of the human race has been just let's just put it away let's think about this later we don't want to do it right now that could be part of what's going on here but i do also believe that these beings have the ability to uh make people forget what they see sometimes obviously uh, I mean, how many stories have we heard? People, uh, you know, they don't remember. They remember some bits and pieces. They know something happened. They don't know what it is, and they want to know more. And they go to their, uh, they find a, a UFO researcher who takes them to a psychiatrist, and then under hypnosis, that all comes back, and it's like, oh God. I mean, some sometimes people don't even want to remember it. It's like, I wish that wasn't true. Please tell, please tell me I'm crazy. So it could be this could be something that we're uh, all of us are just. Uh, we, we don't want to accept it, and that's why it's taking so long. It's it's not just the cover-up, but it's it's everybody else, too. I mean, even though there's some of us out there saying, hey, we need to face this already. We need to talk about it, right? Like, I'm, of course, like I'm doing right now. But there's uh, overall, maybe there's just some of us that just don't want to think about this right now. It's too much, too complicated. Okay, uh, moving on. I want to go to some of my recent polls on Spotify. Of course, I, I didn't. I, I don't think I updated them. I think the, la- the most recent two episodes I did not talk about yet, so I'm going to talk about those. Um, 
Actually, we're going to go back three episodes. We're going to start with, uh, for the episode, Surgeon Believes Peru Humanoids Are Time-Traveling Future Humans. I asked this question, are the Peruvian humanoid corpses the remains of time-traveling evolved humans from the future? Uh, So far, there's 66 votes. Um, uh, 16 people, or 24.2%, say yes, while 50 people, or 75.8%, say no. Uh, um, I'm going to have to go with the nose at this point because I think that's really far-fetched. And I mean, that's a leap. I know what this scientist was saying. This, this, this scientist from Mexico, uh, was, was, or, uh, from Argentine, this Argentine surgeon, he was saying, uh, that, uh, basically what he's seeing is like, this is how the, he believes humans are going to evolve. So I think that these are from our future and they must've traveled back into the past and died a thousand years ago in Peru near the Nazca lines. Basically, that's what he's saying. Uh, I mean, it's one thing accepting the reality that there's an extraterrestrial presence here. It's another thing talking about time-traveling humans from the future. I mean, it doesn't mean it, doesn't mean it can't happen. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand. if I, To me, time travel, especially into the past, seems impossible. Uh, but I'm not a scientist, and I, I, but I, I just don't know. But I, don't, I, I think we need a lot, a lot more proof uh, to, before coming to that conclusion. If these beings are, in fact, actually real, like a lot, all these people are saying, I, I think the thing is, is that maybe they evolved, they, they were like us and they evolved on another planet somewhere and then they came here, uh, you know, a thousand years ago and, and died somehow. Maybe that's what happened. They're just from some other place. But to say that they're actually us from the future and then we travel back in time, that that's a giant leap. I mean, come on, that's that's really science fiction stuff there. I mean, that sounds really out there. So I have to, I mean, it doesn't make me right. I'm just saying, I just believe I go with the nose for the time being here. Uh, I, I would need more evidence of, of that. However, it's starting to look like, to me, like these beings were, they really did walk the earth at one time a thousand years ago. That's what it's starting to look like. Uh, I, obviously, I'd still, I still believe that there needs to be more scientists brought in on this from across the world, and we need to have a consensus then, and then, then we could say yes or no for, for certain, one way or the other. But it's starting to look really good, I could say that. Okay, and then for the episode, The Philosopher Executed for Believing in Life on Other Worlds, I asked this question. Is it acceptable for the secret UFO control group to maintain the cover-up because of religious implications? <laughs> 38 votes so far. Zero people say yes, and 38 per- people or 100% say no. Yeah, I definitely agree with the no's on this one. I don't think that religious implications should be considered whatsoever. I mean... Uh, I mean, religious people's religious beliefs could could be modified. I mean, if once the truth comes out, if it if it infringes on your religious belief, it does. If it doesn't jibe with the what you've been taught, well, then okay, well then you need to, to to rethink your position. You need to rewrite your books. I mean, to say that okay, if you believe in God and God created everything well and these things exist, well then that means God created these these beings too. That's the way you need to look at it. You just need to modify your your religious beliefs. So. No, no, that is not an acceptable acceptable reason, a c- acceptable consideration whatsoever. Not at all. It shouldn't be considered at all. But of course, as we know, we've heard uh, from people like Lou Elizondo who said that that's something he thinks could be going on behind the scenes. Uh, that there are people uh, high up in the Pentagon who have certain religious beliefs and they don't want this truth to be known because it, 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 do- it doesn't jive with their religious beliefs and they don't want the rest of the world to know about this either. And that's crazy. That's crazy. 
Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, for the most recent episode, interview, Beyond Strangeness hosts shine spotlight on Army Colonel who confirms secret UFO programs. I asked this question, really was a dumb question. I, uh, should Congress request Army Colonel Carl Nell to testify publicly about his knowledge of UFO crash retrieval and reverse engineering programs? Well, there's 58 votes so far. Five people or five jokers say no or 8.6%. Of course, we knew that would happen. And of course, 53 people or 91.4% say yes, of course he should. I mean, of course he should testify, right? I mean, that's, that's an easy one. Uh, yeah, of course he should testify. I, I, I would hope that the, the Congress does uh, have him testify sooner rather than later. I mean, let, let's get this, uh, do this while it's hot, you know, while, while the iron's hot. Let's take care of it now rather than later because I think Carl Nell is, is key to this now. He's key. I mean, this is big time. I mean, you have this army colonel sta standing up and saying, yeah, everything he says, everything that David Grush says, it's fundamentally correct. Yes, all of this is true, basically. That's what he says. You know, that's what they should have been talking on the nighttime, on the 6 o'clock news, you know, after this. I mean, it, should, it shouldn't have just all been a focused on Grush. And you know what? To be quite honest with you, uh, people in the UFO community didn't focus on this enough either. So it's even, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm at fault too, right? Uh, it, it, it was basically Jason Schertz who really shined the spotlight on this. This was talked, I mean, I know that other people talked about this, other UFO uh, uh, channels had talked about this online, uh, but it, we really needed to focus on it, and we should really focus on it now. And I think we all really need to pay attention uh, to this weekend and see what Carl has to say uh, during this Saul Foundation. And it'll be great to see some people from the mainstream press take an interest in this uh, event and especially to hear what he and others there's going to be a lot of people there talking right but i think carl nell here i mean this you know i always talk about like i feel like i like like when i'm talking about debunkers like i i know that i'm right and i know that they're wrong like i'm i'm holding a royal flush uh they're holding an eight high or something to that effect seven eight high something a losing hand compared to what i got Right, it's almost like yeah. I mean, I right now, if you have a a Carl Nell in your in your deck, right, you you, you won. I mean, that's like, you know, it's over. I mean, I got a Carl Nell, I got a David Crush. What do these debunkers have? Nothing. What do they got? Nothing. Uh, it's a it's a, it's time to face up to this. It's time for people to uh, 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 realize that uh, there's people here telling us from the Pentagon. Just look at this army colonel. Look at what he's saying. Do, do you not hear the words coming out of this guy's mouth? Do you not read the words written on the piece of paper there uh, in the newspaper in the debrief? Are you not checking it out? Are, are you are you dumb? Where's the where's the mainstream media on this? This guy's a, it's almost it's it's like a high ranking Pentagon official coming out and telling you the truth almost. It's it's tantamount to that, isn't it? But yet we're still not the, the mainstream media is still not playing ball here with it. It's it's amazing to me. But anyway, I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope he has some uh, uh, more uh, juicy nuggets to offer in, in addition to what what he's already stated. Uh, because I think this guy could turn out to be uh, integral to disclosure finally happening. Anyway, I, anyway, I want to thank everyone for joining me. Until next time. <laughs>